Hi there, this is Jen Lawrence, and you're listening to The Workplace Edit, a podcast for people development professionals, HR executives, and business owners who want to make work a better place to be. On this podcast, we talk about ways to address the talent gap, tackle reluctance to return to the office, deal with employee retention, burnout, discrimination, and other workplace issues, all with a trauma-informed lens. Welcome. Hey there, it's Jen. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Workplace Edit. Today, I wanted to talk about the idea of um, layoffs and what the long-term impact is on laying off employees. Um, I grew up in the times of re-engineering. You know, this was really the first time that companies learned that a really great way to increase short-term profits was to reduce headcount. And I remember at the time, a family friend lost his job. And, you know, back then losing a job, there was a lot of stigma. Um, You know, there had been some plant closures, factory closures, that kind of thing. But generally, if you were a knowledge worker, worked in sales, you know, you kind of had a job for life. And losing your job was a big deal. And, you know, there was a lot of shame around that. And there was a lot of fear. And so at the time, you know, his wife did not work outside the home. Uh, They had adult children, including a daughter who was getting married. And rather than worry his family about the job loss, you know, this fellow would get up every morning at the regular time, get dressed in the suit that he wore to work every day, drive into town and pretend to be at work like all day. And he did this every day for quite a while until he finally found something new to do. And, you know, some of that time was a concerted job search effort and some of it was you know, literally hiding out and pretending that things were fine because it was such a, you know, traumatic experience because a job loss is, it speaks to ego. You know, a lot of us identify with our jobs. It's, you know, what we do. It's what people ask us at parties, you know, what do you do? And it's money. It's how we pay the mortgage. It's how we pay for food. It's how we pay for, you know, in this case, a child's wedding. And so it is a big deal and it's a psychologically heavy thing. And a lot of people, you know, treat a job loss as a fairly major trauma. In fact, you know, when you look at stressful events in adults' lives, losing a job is right up there um, because it does impact earnings and Uh, self-esteem, and so many other things. You know, in North America, work is a very important part of who we are. And losing a job has a massive impact. And I think sometimes companies forget that. And in this day and age, you know, thankfully, the stigma of job loss is behind us. But all of the other psychological elements are not. And, you know, I think we're starting to see that more and more transparently, because, younger millennials and certainly Gen Z, you know, if they get laid off, they take to Twitter, they take to TikTok, they're on LinkedIn right away. Um, A, because they're looking for a job, um, but B, because they're upset and they feel it's unfair and they really want to share what is happening in real time. So this is why we're seeing, you know, emails that let people know that they've been laid off, I mean, which is such a terrible way of letting anybody go, letters from HR, um, details about um, severance packages, you know, a lot of this stuff is being leaked online. Um, And I actually think it's a good thing. I think it reminds companies that there are real people behind the numbers 
you know, when you lay off one person, you know, I think one tends to personalize that if you have to let one person go. I think sometimes when companies lay off, you know, there've been thousands and even tens of thousands of people impacted by some of these layoffs, it becomes a line item on a spreadsheet. Uh, you know, they think of it as headcount rather than people. And that depersonalization, I think, allows sometimes organizations to make layoffs in a way that seems a little bit casual. So I think it's important to actually look at really how traumatic job loss can be and how that tends to stick with people for a while so that organizations don't do it so casually. So, you know, this podcast, I want to talk about some of the impacts of layoffs over the long term um, and how that affects people. So, you know, 2023, the layoffs we've seen so far, we've seen some in the banking space, we've seen a lot in the tech space. And I think the tech ones in particular are interesting because, you know, these companies, you know, as with the financial ones as well, these are not companies who are facing chapter 11. Like these are not companies that are facing uh, imminent closing. Like you used to see with some, you know, plants and manufacturing companies as, as things started to shift in the, you know, kind of second and third wave industrial revolutions. Um, in this one, there was a lot of overhiring during COVID. You know, they just brought on lots and lots of people as people had to shift to cloud and form virtual teams. Um, you know, we saw a lot of activity in that space and they've overhired and their numbers are not looking as good as they once were. And so the automatic, you know, fix is to let people go. And I think it's a little bit too easy that companies are finding it to let people go. You know, I think they should start to look for places they can trim back in other areas because layoffs do stick with people. They change the fabric of an organization, not only for the people that are let go, but for the people who remain behind. Um, and sadly, some of the plans are just, you know, who's going to do the extra work? Well, everyone who's been left behind. Now, in other cases, um, what is happening is I think we are seeing the impact of a highly, highly specialized set of skills. You know, in the tech space, for example, you know, some of the areas where people are being let go or, you know, cloud computing, like for a while we had to move everyone to the cloud, particularly in COVID, so that work could be done remotely. Well, people have by and far been moved to the cloud now. You know, now it's this fourth industrial revolution where everyone is very focused on AI. And so, you know, suddenly the people who were good cloud-based tech workers would need to be reskilled to learn AI. And instead of companies reskilling them, providing training and development in this area, you know, they find it easier to let them go and to hire people who have that skill set um, right out of school or people who've, you know, trained on their own or coming from other companies where they've had this training. And I think that the message that that really gives is that we don't value our employees. We don't, we don't value what they bring to the table other than the most current technical skills. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> Maybe companies want to send that message. Maybe they've decided they want to become very, very transactional as employers. Um, but then they need to realize that the quid pro quo of that is as soon as employees train at these organizations and have these skills, they will very happily go to the, com to the competition for 
you know, not a particularly significant raise because when things are transactional, they're transactional. You're going to go where the grass is slightly greener because that is the smart and logical thing to do. And so, you know, I think when companies make these decisions that we're not going to reskill people, we're not going to invest in folks over the long term, um, they are sending a message to employees. They're basically training employees how they want to be treated, which is, you know, we're all in this for ourselves. We're all in this for the short term. And you need to basically, (laughs) if you see a better offer, you should take it because there's no loyalty in the room. So, you know, when companies make layoffs the go-to strategy, people notice, you know, the, this people need jobs to pay their mortgages. They need jobs to feed their families. They need, you know, jobs to pay off their educational debts. And so, you know, making a culture of layoffs has very long-term and far-reaching implications. You know, one of the other implications that we're really seeing is that job loss directly leads to poor mental health. Um, you know, people who have gone through job loss are less likely to have healthy marriages and a good family life. It increases rates of suicide, especially among younger workers. It decreases the average lifespan. You know, if someone's hired at 40, I think the study shows that they tend to lose kind of a year and a half off their off their life if, if they're laid off at age 40. Um, it leads to an increase in illnesses. You know, they're seeing that show up in folks like 12 to 18 months after the layoff. And this is corrected for, you know, where companies uh, letting go the sicker workers. You know, I mean, the stati- the, these studies are statistically corrected so that we know that it's the job loss that is leading to the illness, uh, not the illness that was leading to the job loss. So, you know, these are some pretty major things as companies are thinking about building long-term employees and, you know, contributing something good to the planet. Should you be adopting a workplace practice that leaves people net worse off for having worked for you. Um, Safe Work Australia found that workers in less psychologically safe work environments, and that includes always being afraid you're going to be fired, they take 43% more sick days. They're also more subject to workplace injury because you know they don't sleep as well and their minds are not as much on the job. They're not as focused and they're more likely to be injured. Uh, I've talked before on this podcast about the role of fear and what that does to the brain. So uh, Insight Global's latest study, which was uh, conducted in November of 2022, showed that 70% of US workers fear layoffs. And if people are afraid for their jobs, you know, they, they aren't able to think critically. You know, that prefrontal cortex just is not in a place where it can come up with good critical thinking. Um, they're less likely to be creative. They're less likely to be innovative. And so for companies that are looking at, you know, I think we are in a new tech revolution. I mean, AI seems to be on everyone's lips right now in 2023. And if you need employees to dig in and engage and figure out how we're all going to use this new technology to move things forward, you really need people to feel psychologically safe at work. Um, The... The implications of these layoffs also tend to stay with folks. So employees who've been laid off 
are more likely to leave subsequent jobs sooner. So part of this is fear-based. You know, at the first sign of trouble, they're going to be on LinkedIn and try to get out of there. Um, And part of this is that the loyalty contract is broken. So if they get a call from a headhunter, um, they're going to leave for a modest pay raise because they've been taught at previous employers that you can be loyal, you can be good, you can have been hired because you had, you know, a lot of deep knowledge in the area that really moved the company forward. But the minute that you know, younger, shinier, newer trained comes along, you're gone. And that really impacts how people work. It impacts how people see themselves as employees. It impacts their levels of engagement. It impacts how much they, you know, want to connect with other team members. You know, part of the reluctance, uh, reluctance to go back to work is, I think people just feel that they're not really part of a work family. They're not really part of a deeply connected team. Um, They're there as long as their skills are valued. The employer will likely not pay for them to be upskilled or reskilled, and they could be gone at any moment. So, you know, that doesn't really want to make you get up an hour earlier in the morning and get into your car and commute. You know, you kind of want to do the the minimum, which is why we're seeing this reluctance to return to the office. We're seeing, um, you know, quiet quitting and rage applying and all these kind of buzzwords that you're seeing mostly from TikTok. But there is truth behind that. People are seeing work as more transactional. And I believe that a lot of the root of that is trauma. At the end of the day, folks rely on employers for financial security And when you change that relationship or when you kind of dangle over people's heads the threat that if they don't perform, they're out of there, um, people do not bring their best thinking to work in those situations. So it's, it's something that I think a lot of companies need to look at, um, In the tech space, you know, to me, it would seem that if you have all of these good and smart people who have been loyal, who have some good transferable skills like communication skills and networking and the ability to work well in teams, you know, if the technology is shifting and it's shifting so quickly that it is very hard to find folks who have the most up-to-date skills because literally what was up-to-date this morning is not necessarily up-to-date this afternoon. To me, it makes more sense to get smart, good-hearted people and to continuously train them in the newest technology and to really invest in them over the long term rather than just sort of seeing them as these very disposable resources to be replaced at a moment's notice if the technology shifts slightly. Um, Ditto for a lot of the HR folks who are being laid off. You know, there are a lot of HR folks who were brought on to recruit over COVID when people were bringing on all of these employees. And now they're like, well, we don't need you to uh, be recruiters anymore. So out you go. Um, A lot of HR folks are generalists. You know, they can likely be redeployed to do Uh, training or skills identification or career pathing, but there's been such a hyper focus on ultra specialized skills that I think a lot of employers 
are being short-sighted and thinking, well, we don't need any more recruiters, so let's get rid of them and let's bring in, you know, kind of similar people with a slightly different skill set, rather than looking at how can we reskill, how can we upskill, how can we redeploy folks? And it seems like it's cheaper to get rid of folks and bring in new folks with these, you know, differently specialized skill sets. Um, but over the long term, you know, they're going to be replacing them with folks who've perhaps been laid off from other companies. And they're going to be bringing all of the things that I've mentioned, you know, more likely to be ill, more likely to have transact- transactional relationships with employers, um, more likely to leave quickly at any sign of trouble. Um, because the trauma is starting to be you know, pretty widely distributed among a lot of industries. You know, you're seeing it in financial services, you're seeing it in tech, you're seeing it in a lot of knowledge workers. Um, We're going to be asking a lot of folks to be embracing AI. I mean, I've been playing around um, with AI, you know, because it's kind of the thing to do. It's really cool. But I think in the back of a lot of people's minds is, is this going to replace me at some point? And that is going to develop resistance to a technology that I think we all need to embrace. And rather than thinking, you know, I'm here with my company for the long term, let's see how I can use this tech to make my job easier so that I can be redeployed to do more high value things. I think people are just going to be thinking, you know, this thing is the enemy and it's out to replace me. So I'm going to be very resistant to using it in my job, which is not where we want to be when there's, you know, a, a, a massive new technology that can revolutionize work. So I think that this tendency of companies to lay off, I think it's the easy thing to do. I think it's the lazy thing to do. Um, I think that there can be much more creative and high value ways to look at your employee base and, you know, keep their skills cutting edge, but do a lot more of that through training and reskilling. Um, you know, there's grants for that. The cost of training has come way down because of online education. You know, it's not necessarily an expensive process. It's not removing people from their job for weeks on end and having them, you know, go back to school. Um, there are a lot of kind of three to five minute on the job training sessions that help can help bring people up to speed in a way that's cost effective and can positively impact the bottom line but maybe it's two quarters down the road. Maybe it's three quarters down the road. Maybe it's two years down the road, which, you know, if, if you're really married to shareholder value creation, you only have that three months to move the needle. And I think that's the first thing that needs to shift. Yes, make money for shareholders. You know, yes, grow the bottom line. Um, but you don't necessarily have to do it in three-month increments when it can hurt the business long-term. So those are my thoughts on um, trauma and layoffs. Um, You know, retraining is key. Recognize that folks who have gone through layoffs have experienced some level of financial trauma and it has likely reformed their view of work. And so, you know, clear communication strategies, letting people know that they are psychologically safe, that they have financial stability ahead of them, that you see them as valued employees and want to invest in them in terms of reskilling. 
I think that can start to reset that employee-employer relationship in a way that's much more positive. I hope that uh, this has been valuable for you and I look forward to seeing what the next week brings. Um, one thing in this space is things seem to change daily. So until next Monday, I hope that you have a safe and happy work week, that you have uh, some relaxation as well as some you know, interesting things on your agenda. And until then, stay safe. We'll see you next Monday. Cheers. Cheers.